a grandparent, you live on your knees. Boy, do I know that one now. Because they don't always ask your opinion. All you get to do is pray for those grands. You live on your knees. So congregation, let's live on our knees for those kids and their parents. Thank you for letting me have some time. Thank you, Linda. Thank you very much for what you do here. To use a corny old saying, you did that just like a farmer I once knew. He was frequently outstanding in his field. Okay, yeah, 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 groan, groan, groan. <laughs> so we are in <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4. Since we don't have it on the screen, if you have your Bible with you, whether it be on your phone, a tablet, or an actual old-fashioned, old-school paper Bible, we are in Proverbs chapter 4. But children, I am preaching to you this morning, as well as your parents. I, so when I read this, and I don't, you know, I've said this too many times, but I think I'm going to be a little shorter today, I think. I hope. Short prayer asking for God's help. Heavenly Father, I ask in Jesus' name for your help in doing this right today. Help me to speak well for you. Help your people to hear well for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4. In this chapter of Proverbs, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, it is Solomon who is speaking to his son or sons. This particular translation of the Bible says, my children. So it doesn't just apply to just sons, it applies to all children. So I read as, I want you to remember, I'll give a little bit of commentary, but not a lot. But listen closely. This is a father pleading, teaching lovingly to his children. My children, listen to your father's teaching. Pay attention so you will understand. What I am telling you is good. Do not forget what I teach you. Do not forget what I teach you. I was once a young boy in my father's house. Remember, this is King Solomon teaching his children. What is his father's house? Who was King Solomon's earthly father? King David, remember? King David. So he is about to lay on his children, pass on to his children, the teachings that King David gave him. He says, I was once a young boy in my father's house, and I was like an only child to my mother. His mother loved him so much, he felt like he was the only one. He was a tender young boy, one, one translation says. Young, tender. 
I was like an only child to my mother. And remember, in verses 4 through 9, Solomon is essentially repeating the sound teaching which his father, King David, had passed on to him. And he's urging his own children to spare no effort in gaining this wisdom that he is teaching. The book of Proverbs, ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls, is full of strong teaching to the young. That's you, young people, to the young, to listen to instruction from a wise father and from a wise mother. So, let's begin again in verse 4. Solomon is repeating his father's words. My father taught me and said, quote, Hold on to my words with all your heart. I want everybody to look at me for a minute, and I want you to do this. I want you to, like you're giving yourself a bit of a hug. You're holding the words of wisdom of your father. Now, these words are in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs. So what is another name for the Bible? Whose word? God's word. This is God's word. This is God's wisdom being passed down through King David to his son who would eventually become king himself and who's now re repeating those words to his children, who is King Solomon. And he said, Hold on to my words with all your heart. Keep my commands and you will live you will live. Verse 5, get wisdom and understanding. Do you understand? Get wisdom and understanding. Don't forget or ignore my words. Use wisdom and it will take care of you. What will wisdom do? It will take care of you. Love wisdom, and it will keep you safe. It will keep you safe. Do you understand why that is important? Do you know that this is a dangerous world? It's not a dangerous world just to us physically. It is a very, very dangerous world to us spiritually. This world, for the most part, does not love God. This world, for the most part, our society, for the most part, not only does not love God, but rebels against God, and according to God's word, hates God, disrespects God, largely by ignoring God. God's people are called to be different, to stand out, to be different. How? by loving wisdom. Solomon's major concern for his son to get wisdom and understanding, which really means, what does it mean to get wisdom and understanding? It means, essentially, to live for God. Proverbs also says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of understanding. Until you recognize God in the way you think, the way you speak, 
and the way you behave, you are not even close to acquiring wisdom. Not even close. So, Solomon is saying, whatever you do, don't forget wisdom and understanding. He says in verse 7, wisdom is the most important thing. What is the most important thing? Say it with me. Wisdom. Wisdom is the most important thing. So get wisdom. Do you have wisdom? Then get wisdom. He says in the second part of verse 7, if it costs you everything you have, if it costs you your games, if it costs you your comfortable bed you sleep in every night, if it costs you everything you have, it says, get understanding. Because understanding will help to provide all of those things to you later in life. In verse 8 it says, believe in the value of wisdom. You understand he just mentioned what is the value of wisdom. It's worth everything you have, if that's what it takes, to get wisdom. And it will make you great. Believe in the value of wisdom and it will make you great. Use it and it will bring you honor. Is everybody with me? Say amen. amen. Okay. Verse 9. Like flowers in your hair, it will beautify your life. Like a crown, it will make you look beautiful. Godly wisdom is very beautiful on God's children. You understand? When you have known people who are full of godly wisdom, they have a beauty all their own. And I want you to recognize, because we're about to look at the difference, the beauty of God's wisdom on God's children is contrasted. It's very different from the ugliness the repulsiveness of a life lived in sin. What is sin? Sin is doing anything God's Word says not to do. Sin is also not doing what God's Word says you should do. You understand? Sin is doing anything that God hates, doing anything that God says you shouldn't be doing, and sin is ignoring things that God says you're supposed to be paying attention to. That's the definition of sin. Let's move on to verse 10. My child, we are all children of God. My child, listen and accept what I say. Then, what? You will have a long life. Do you want to live a long life? Do you? then accept what God's Word says. Now, Solomon here finishes quoting his father's counsel, and he resumes to appeal to his own son. Remember who is speaking here. It is Solomon speaking to his own son, his own children. It's a general rule that a clean life, a godly life, generally leads to living a long life, a healthier life, a more productive life a better life, a happier life. 
as a general rule of thumb. Now, contrast that to someone who uses tobacco, alcohol, drugs, and other sins. Note how they are directly related to all kinds of diseases known to mankind. We have a nurse practitioner nodding her head in emphasis. And we all know that. We all know that. Let's look at verse 11. This is Solomon guiding his son. I am guiding you in wisdom, and I am leading you to do what is right. Verse 12, nothing will hold you back. You will not be overwhelmed. God is on your side. God is here to help you to do the right thing. Your godly parents are here to help you to do the right thing. A father can be gratified when he has taught, has taught his son the way of wisdom and has been a good example to him. Parents, you know that your strongest teaching to your own children is not so much what you say, but what? What you do. Isn't that right? What you do. However, the teaching must be combined with example, and that's what I was getting to. Your actions speak louder than your words, parents. Verse 13, always remember what you have been taught. This is Solomon again speaking to his son. Always remember what you have been taught. Don't let go of it. Again, do as I'm doing. Hold it close to you. Hold it close to you. Don't let go of it. Keep safe all that you have learned. Why does it say that? Because the world wants to teach you to think things that are not true according to God's word. The, word wants to take, the world wants to take away from you the truths of God, God's word because the world does not love God. The world is in war against God. So hold on to those things. Keep them safe. Don't let go of them. Keep safe all that you have learned. It is the most important thing in your life. A little commentary. Hold firm to good instruction and don't let it go. Guard wisdom as you would guard your life, children. Boys, girls, guard wisdom as you would guard your own life. Because wisdom is life. When we think of wisdom most wise man who ever lived outside of Solomon himself was Jesus Christ. He was the very living example of wisdom, of God's wisdom. Now in verses 14 through 19, we have warnings against evil, and it gives comparisons to evil and goodness, light and darkness. Verse 14, don't follow the ways of the wicked. That's pretty clear, isn't it? Don't follow the ways of the wicked. Don't do what evil people do. Verse 15, avoid their ways. Don't go near what they do. Stay away from them and keep on going. Here is a picture for everyone to remember. You're going down a path. 
Life is a path. Many times in Scripture, it speaks about your being on a path. And it's saying, as you'll see, we're about to read, you see uh, off, off of the path that the Lord has laid out for you, the good path, the unobstructed path, the path where it is safe for you, there are other little paths that travel off to the side that are not part of God's will for you, not part of God's will for God's children. And that is where people are doing evil things, doing things that they ought not to be doing. And there's a long list of those things that I won't get into today. But it says, avoid their ways. Don't go near what they do. Stay away from them and keep on going. Stay on the path that God has laid out for you. It speaks of them in verse 16. They cannot sleep until they do evil. They cannot rest until they hurt someone. These are the evil people you should be avoiding. They have sneaky, evil ways about doing harm to other people. Why? Typically for their own gain. Some of them do it just for the mere fun of it. Do any of you know somebody in school who likes to do mean and nasty things to people? Stay away from that person. They are not good for you. Verse 17 says, They fill themselves with wickedness and cruelty, as if they were eating bread and drinking wine. It is so much a part of what they are. They're always thinking of ways to do that which is evil, just like we, three times a day, eat meals, eating bread, and having drink. That is what evil people do. It's always on their minds. Verse 18, the way of the good person is like the light of dawn. Don't you want to be like the light of dawn? Have you seen pictures of how beautiful dawn is, how beautiful sunsets are? The way of the good person is like the light of dawn. It grows brighter and brighter until it is full daylight. But here's the contrast with wicked people. But the wicked are like those who stumble in the dark. They can't even see what has hurt them. They have no light. They're wandering around in darkness, led by their, by their feelings. More so, their desires, more than, their, than thinking clearly. The wicked are like those who stumble in the dark that can't even see what has hurt them. Can't even see what has hurt them. They don't understand that they're hurting themselves by walking in sin and in darkness. Verse 20, my child, pay attention to my words. Solomon, again, pleading with his children, please pay attention to my words. Why is he pleading this way? Because he loves his son. Listen to me, boys and girls, when your parents are correcting you, when they are disciplining you, when they are giving you instruction, it is based in love. When your Sunday school teacher is teaching you about God's Word and about Jesus, it's based in love. Love for you, a desire for you to be healthy, to be wise in God's Word, and to live a good, clean life. Because apart from living for God, your life has no meaning. If you don't live your life for God, your life has no meaning. So the way of the person is like the light of dawn. It grows brighter and brighter until it is full daylight. But the wicked are like those who stumble in the dark. 
They can't even see what has hurt them. My child, pay attention to my words. Listen closely to what I say. Don't ever forget my words. Once again, take your hands and hold God's word like I am close to your heart. These words are the secret to life for those who find them. You can find them in your Bible. Your parents can read these words to you from the Bible. You can read these words to your parents from the Bible. You can read these words to each other and have it sink deeper in your heart and become more and more a part of you. These words are the secret to life for those who find them. They bring health to the whole body. Wisdom's words are life-giving and creative. And Jesus said these words, The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. The word of God. He said that in John chapter 6, verse 63. And they are health to the whole body because they deliver a person from the sins and stresses that cause so much illness. Verse 23. Be very careful about what you think. Boys and girls, listen closely. Ladies and gentlemen, listen closely. Be very careful about what you think. Why? Why does it, what does it say after that? Your thoughts run your life. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Your thoughts. Do not let yourself linger in evil, selfish thoughts. So, your thoughts run your life. Be careful what you think. The heart is first. It speaks of the inner life, the mind, the thoughts, the motives, the desires. The mind is the fountain. Your mind, boys and girls, is the fountain from which the way you live your life comes forth. Your, the, your mind is the fountain for, from which the way you act, the way you speak, comes forth. As a man thinks, so is he, the Bible says. The verse emphasizes the importance of a clean thought life. Think clean thoughts. If your thought, any thought you have, is not in agreement with the Word of God, it's a wrong thought. The Bible says that we are supposed to make our thoughts submit to the Word of God. How do you do that? By reading your Bible. Verse 24. This is very important, ladies and gentlemen. Don't use your mouth. Don't use your mouth to tell lies. And it says right after that in the same verse, don't ever say things that are not true. Do you understand? Say amen. One more time with feeling. Say amen. Okay. Do not ever say things that are not true. Verse 25, keep your eyes focused on what is right and keep looking straight ahead to what is good. Remember, we're on a path. This is God's path for you, God's chosen path for you, a path that is good, a path that is clean, a path without obstruction, a path that will get you to the right destination. If you keep your eyes on the path you are supposed to be on, you will stay on that path and you will end up in a good destination. But if you 
veer your attention to the side one way or the other and you take one of the other paths, you will be headed the wrong way. Stay on the path. Keep looking straight ahead to what is good, verse 25 says. I want you to understand that the media, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, will bombard you with ungodly things. The quantity of ungodly things, whether it be in news media, entertainment media, or in social media, the overwhelming majority of it is ungodly. You can control your thoughts by choosing not to consume through your eyes and your ears and in your mind those ungodly things. And in fact, it's necessary. We've got two verses to go, boys and girls, and then we'll be done. Verse 26, be careful what you do. Always do what is right. So I ask you, how often are you supposed to do what is right? Always. And you're supposed to always do what? What is right. Always do what is right. Last verse. Do not do anything unless it is right. Stay away from evil. What is evil? Evil is sin. Stay away. Why? Because it will destroy you. It may seem like it's going to be fun. It may seem like it's going to give you something you want. But it's a lie. It will give you a temporary little treat that for a moment gives you some pleasure, but can lead to a lifetime of pain. I used my own example for you. I began drinking alcohol early in life. I became addicted to alcohol. And it did a great deal of damage to my life. And it was only after God himself delivered me from that sin, after years of suffering unnecessarily, at my own hand, I want you to avoid this. And there's all kinds of other sins that have the same trap. All kinds of them. Sin is a trap that seeks to destroy you. It seeks to take, take away your love and your joy and your peace in your relationship with God and in your relationship with your family and in relationship with your good friends, your godly friends. So do not do anything unless it is right. Stay away from evil. And this is where I get ready to make a quick close of this message, ladies and gentlemen. We have godly teachers here at Shiloh Chapel teaching Sunday school. In fact, we need another one because our Sunday school has grown. Praise God Almighty. If any of you parents here feel led, and I want you to pray about it, I don't want you to do on an impulse here today, I want you to talk to Linda, who was just up here, or Chris Parker, the tall, dark, handsome dude up in the balcony. Yes, I went there, Chris. Sorry about that. <laughs> I would have expected you to. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 
And let me wrap it up, boys and girls. Look at me and listen. God loves you. We love you. We want you to be happy and healthy. We want you to live your life for God because that is the reason you live. That's the reason God created us. Listen to your parents. Listen to good godly teachers and learn from God by learning to read his word, which is the Bible. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message, for your word, for our Sunday school teachers, for our students. Father, I lift up the boys and girls of Shiloh Chapel. I pray that you would help their parents to raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, of God Almighty, that they would come to know Jesus personally as their Lord and Savior, and to follow him passionately with great love, recognizing that that is the very reason they are alive, the very reason they exist, recognizing that in him there is great joy, that there is great purpose, Everything that they seek that really means anything to them in their heart of hearts is in Jesus. I pray that you bless them with that. In Jesus' holy name, amen.